Hey there, everybody. This is JJ. Uh, before we get underway, I just wanted to get something out of the way. Um, after recording this episode, I found something very, very interesting. Uh, and it sort of ties in very nicely to uh, a joke we sort of make er, during the middle of this episode. Now, we have gone back to record a second part to this episode, so when you get to the end of this episode, the we'll see you next week for Winnie the Pooh uh, is entirely true. Next week, we are going to be introducing to you a second part to this episode that is uh, covering this, quite frankly, ground-shattering revelation that was made after recording, so... Please, uh, enjoy this episode, and you should very, very much look forward to next week's episode. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi there, hi there. Welcome once again to Disney Compendium, a chronological look through the Walt Disney Animation Studios classic film library. I am your host, as usual, JJ. Over there is my good, good friend, Nick. Nick, how you doing? Oodalali! Oodalali! Golly, <laughs> what, a day. what a day. Yes, yes. Uh, this is volume 20. When it is the 1973 quote unquote classic there's some how dare you you're already you're <laughs> already doing it robin hood november 1973 robin hood um, no I, I i always like uh i always like teasing you about it <laughs> you, you enjoy busting my chops about how i feel about this movie absolutely you gotta have some uh, some fun <laughs> you're like well, have some fun this movie's on <laughs> so yeah, another uh, directed by Wolfgang Ratherman again, like pretty mm-hmm. much everything up through the 80s. Uh, it's, the title says it all. It's, this is adapted by Robin Hood, or adaption of Robin Hood, like kind of. <laughs> Loosely based on it? Yeah, but there's, we'll get to some of the stuff. Like this movie didn't start life as a Robin Hood movie, so... <laughs> I feel like in some ways it's more accurate than Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Unlike some Robin Hoods, I actually speak with a British accent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, I, this is another one of those. I, I know I say this all the time, but like, this feels like an eighties movie. I can like, see that. Like this one, more than any of the other ones that we're going to talk about in the seventies feels very eighties because it is, so upbeat <laughs> like yeah it, well for the most part yeah in terms of disney stuff like it's the most like black and white like <laughs> like and it doesn't really go delve too hard into uh death as much as some of the other ones that are just like torture or anything like you know there's imprisonments and they they are straight up about to hang a uh 
a man of the cloth. <laughs> it's also about taxation and yeah, yeah, yeah but, but like you can't make a Robin Hood movie and not have it be about taxation. Like if you if you ignore that part, what what do you have of Robin Hood? He's just stealing. It's Aladdin, you know. It's like he's stealing bread and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, right. He's, yeah. he's 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 a bit of a grifter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, well, we start like, off. We start off real good in this movie with the book. Like, first of all, with the book with the classic Disney book. You know, Robin Hood isn't. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's not, you, nobody visualizes Robin Hood as a book. It's more as like spoken word, you know, tales in a sense. More you probably you probably think of like Errol Flynn or yeah, or or yeah. like God help you, Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner, or, or Russell Crowe, or <laughs> the numerous, or, uh, or uh, oh, who was it? Men in Tights. Uh, oh, uh, Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells, yeah. <laughs> Or, Robin looks. Robin looks like Link, right? He yeah. looks like Link. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's or Link looks like Yeah, the very angular fox look. You know, like yeah, it makes sense that you know with, with pointed ears and he's got his little cap and everything. <coughs> like, yeah, this is, yeah. So uh, yeah, you start with the book and then you start like str- like you go like you do the book, then you have um. The whistle stop to the credits. Yes. Which uh, we were talking about it before the show started. The whistle stop is um, most famously known for being the hamster dance song at this point in our lives. Which is <laughs> just a shame. Yeah. It's the first, the, easily one of the first internet memes ever. <laughs> All your bass are belong to Robin Hood. <laughs> and then you get the, uh, the song stylings. Yes. Of what Mr. Roger Miller, aka the King of the Road. Yes. Maybe. Now, I told you about this yesterday when I was watching the movie. Yeah. So Roger Miller, for people who don't know, was a country musician back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. And one of my favorite country artists during this period was named Waylon Jennings. And he wrote an autobiography. And I have the audio version in it, and in it. There's an excerpt, and he just this is what he says verbatim. Roger Miller did more pills than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me wonder while he's doing this song. If pills? he's just pills? pills? I, don't know, but, uh, I, I can say that uh, King of the Road is a song that is so deeply ingrained into my like psyche like i can just sort of sing that song in full no thinking about it if i needed to yeah no every handout in every town (laughs) it's just yeah but um but uh the robin hood and little john song is very fun. Walking through the forest. Robin yeah, it's it's a great song. Yeah, it's it's very it fits with the tone of the story. It's All jaunty. Say. It's a good it's jaunty. jaunty. It's yeah. it, like it, it's this obvious reasons aside. This movie feels like this is like in universe of like 
the the Jungle Book expanded universe, cinematic universe, like you okay. get these, like like because you know because Little John obviously is just blue. <laughs> our our <laughs> boy Phil Harris is back. Well, Phil Harris is back as blue sometimes, very literally. <laughs> so not so much O'Malley, but mostly blue. Yeah, but uh, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it, it like because you know they're just kind of being fun and fancy free not yeah. a disney movie but yeah. actually fun and fancy free at the beginning of this movie and like you know character designs and everything obviously like hiss you know like come on hiss is amazing <laughs> yeah it's a great character but boy is it just car like, it is just car it's like, just caw. Through, straight down to trying to hypnotize <laughs> Like that's it. He only does it the one time in the movie, and it's very clearly supposed to be an homage, but also very clearly just supposed to be like let's try to reuse some more animation. <laughs> Are you saying this movie uses a lot of animation from other films? Oh no, I would never. I would never accuse such things. I'm just outright saying that <laughs> based on all the evidence. Based on based on pure scientific fact. <laughs> so. Um, so Robin Hood, Little John walking through the forest. Uh, Robin Hood swings into a tree and says, Yoinks and away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the beginning of the movie. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, as much as I love this movie, Daffy Duck is Robin Hood, so my favorite Robin Hood. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we... we uh... They hear the royal carriage coming. The royal carriage. I like their. This is a like they go into a straight up like Bugs Bunny grifting scheme at the beginning. They dress as old. They they dress in drag. Yeah, they're just like they dress up as like old like gypsies, you know, like and they're just like yeah, they're going to be having their uh, you know fortune told or whatever. Well, that's that's funny. That's the funny part because Little John is dressed as this very voluptuous gypsy woman, and just like fortunes told, lucky stars yeah, that, in a it, very baritone voice. Yeah, like it made me it, that made me genuinely laugh out loud when I watched it back this time because it was just like <laughs> he just he doesn't change his voice at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Robin. You know, he's trying. <laughs> I mean, he's not Daniel Day-Lewis, but he's making an effort. Yeah, he's at least making an effort at it. He's trying yeah. to be more uh, discreet about it. So. This is where we're introduced to Prince John and Hiss. And Sir Hiss. Who are, who are both just great characters. Yeah, I, they make Prince John just the most obnoxious, mealy-mouthed little punk you've <laughs> And at the whole... <laughs> the whole uh, sucking his thumb and mommy dearest attitude yeah. he has is yeah. just, just, like in a different time, a different place. He is like Norman Bates, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like it, it's hard. It's going back to Looney Tunes a little bit. It's hard not to look at Prince John and not think of Pete Puma. Yeah, yeah. The whole world. But yeah, so yeah. It, they steal his like jewels and he starts hubcaps. Starts popping his gold, solid gold hubcaps off, which <laughs> they steal the royal treasury. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and then you know, <laughs> you know, they get they get busted eventually. Yeah, Sir Hiss is trying to like, hey, come on, this is yeah. this is not this. No, he just stole the jewels. He just kissed the ring and sucked the jewel out of the ring. <laughs> these these guys can be bandits, and Prince John throws Hiss in the basket. Yeah, like female bandits, like that's yeah. the most insane thing he's ever heard. In his life. And uh, yeah, Prince Little John puts uh, some fireflies in a crystal ball, puts it inside of the carriage, and Robin pretends to tell his fortune. Yeah, it's a it's a good scheme. It's, uh, it's a good scheme. It's a uh, very elaborate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do they just have those dresses handy? It's like, like I said, it's like Looney Tunes. It's Bugs Bunny. There's no reason yep. for Bugs Bunny. He just knows at some point he's going to have to dress up as a woman to confuse Elmer Fudd in some yep. shape or form. It just that's just gonna ha- it's just gonna happen. And it's you know it's it's part of the job. It's a jo- it's in the job description, and they know that. Uh, this isn't and, the last time he'll dress up in this, in this. Like within like ten minutes, he's gonna dress up and he's gonna dress up and again. <laughs> he dresses up as what three different characters in this movie? Four. Because yeah. he does, yeah. Because he does the um, the blind yeah. man. There's the blind the stork, man, the stork, and uh, uh, Betsy or uh, Nutley. Nutley is that the yeah the yeah one name? of the yeah one of the vultures yeah yeah and um and the, the old fortune teller lady so yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah so he <laughs> so yeah this is where you meet the uh after they after they do their whole thing with this getaway it's when you meet uh when, when you meet, what the blacksmith that's right the blacksmith with his, oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's a busted leg this busted leg that, that uh they're getting their um they're getting their uh like, you know, disbursements from Robin Hood. <laughs> yes, they're, they're Robin Hood stipend. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're getting their tax refunds. And <laughs> they hear they hear the sheriff coming, so he hides all his money in his cast, and we're introduced to the sheriff, just, another great character. Yeah, just a bumbling moron, like <laughs> uh, voiced by Pat Buttram. Yes, just like there is no. There's not an ounce of like redeeming quality to this no. character. No, he's just they, he's just a big bumbling oaf. That they is, call me a slob, but I do my job. Do, 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 do. He does a great job as of doing the, um, like he never sounds insincere when he's doing his whole like being a piece of, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like he does a good job of like making it sound like it's on the up and up. Like he doesn't like sound sarcastic when he's getting the taxes, just like the taxes quote end quote. Yeah. <laughs> so well, like, I mean, yeah, this is like the first, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll say little John's the first example, but like you have a lot of mix of uh, British accents and Southern accents in this movie. Yeah. And you were telling me something about this movie originally being based in the south right yeah it's a it's initial what ken anderson when he was working on it like the his original pl- plan for this movie was to be have it set in the deep south a robin hood set in the deep south which <laughs> yeah like you can see that sort of vague influence like the movie never really got too 
far out of like I want my movie set in the deep south and then the Walt Disney executives being like we're not touching the deep south again you remember what again. happened you remember what happened the last time we touched the deep south it didn't work yeah. out for us so but you but like you know the the Roger Miller influence and these like accents and the sort yeah. of the sort of uh, like even like you know the, the footloose and fancy free lifestyle that they're living in the woods and whatever. Yeah. Like it feels very song of the Southie in yeah. a lot of, lot of ways. Well, I mean, well, I mean, so Pat Buttram, the voice of the sheriff, he yeah. was on green acres, which is a rural TV show. Yeah. You have George Lindsay, the voice of one of the vultures yeah. who was on a rural, who wasn't Andy Griffith show, a rural TV show. Yeah. You have Ken Curtis, who is the voice of Chester on Gunsmoke, yeah. another rural TV show. So yeah. they, there's clearly influence in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, clearly. Um, uh, what is it? It's Robin Hood, the voice of Robin Hood, Brian Bedford, not like a prolific actor in film or television sense. I don't know. I think- what did he do before this? he was mostly a stage actor, like, you know, Shakespearean and things like that. Like before this, I think the most famous movie outside of this that he would have done was, um, he played Paulson in the Nixon movie. Oh, so, okay. Like, like, and that was in 95, <laughs> you know, that was, <clears throat> that was 30 decades years later, yeah, decades later before that, it was, you know, things like, um, a, like a, a punch and Judy movie or something like that, you know, like, yeah, not, 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 uh, and he was Fezziwig in the Kelsey Grammer, uh, Christmas Carol. <laughs> okay. I think he, so. according to the interwebs, he was on an episode of Frasier. That's probably why Kelsey's in the Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, but you look at his like credits. It's like you know, it's mostly stage stuff. So this just happens to be he was one of the three choices, and he's the one that the original choice uh, couldn't do it. So <laughs> who was the original choice? The original choice was um, oh uh, Tommy Steele, okay. who um, you would know as that he was in I'm trying to think of uh, Happiest Millionaire. Okay. I think was what his biggest thing at the time. That's why they cast him because he was a big hit for them in The Happiest Millionaire. Um, But he was a, he was a musician. That was, you know, he was, um, uh, what else? What I'm trying to think of. Which is funny because Robin Hood doesn't sing this movie. No. uh, Singing the Blues was like his number one hit song in like the 50s or whatever um and yeah so you know so that was like their first choice for robin hood because happiest millionaire was a big hit um and uh peter ustinov <laughs> was another uh they were not gonna get him choice. yeah they were not but, gonna use it off yeah so but so, I mean, he's, yeah. he's got the voice for it yeah so he, I think he does a great job as Robert. I do too. He's I got a, he's a got, very proper English accent. Yeah, and he and he sounds Errol Flynnny, like yeah, a heroic kind of character. I guess that was the problem they had with like some of them. It's like you just can't pull off the heroic voice that we want. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, the sheriff, I can't remember the blacksmith's black name offhand, uh, but the sheriff, Otto, Otto you're right, yeah. uh, figures out that uh, Otto's hiding uh, money in his cast and whacks the crap out of his leg to get the change out for taxes. Yeah. yeah. Just like all of it, too. Just like <laughs> taxes <laughs> here is just you give us all your money. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's all. Like, it's not even like, unfair taxes it's just take all of the money like yeah. it's, it's like the most absurd taxation you could possibly and it just gets worse somehow <laughs> it gets worse when we're introduced to the rabbit family yeah the uh, the rabbit mother who sounds like she's in her 70s but has a bunch of young children yeah the rabbit family is also not too far removed from being like the song of the south like <laughs> rabbits in it or yeah or the end of um splash mountain yeah <laughs> the so, rabbit's family. I, I was gonna ask you where the rabbit dad was but then i remembered you just bought watership down and i know yes. the answer to that <laughs> <laughs> they had to, they had to flee the fields were filled with blood uh, <laughs> yes. but um, no so the rabbit the uh the, the little young rabbit is having his birthday yeah, and they, they, that that jerk, the sheriff takes his farthing, <laughs> which they all saved for. Yeah, they all saved his, far, his farthing to give him for his birthday present. So away it goes, and there's where you get Robin Hood again making his introduction as, as the blind the, man, as the blind man with a really. You don't want to give him too much credit, but that was a good trick that the sheriff pulled on the blind man. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna drop a coin here and flip him out. Yeah, he threw the he, he threw the farthing into the blind the, the blind man's cup that he was begging for change, and so it made the plunk sound, and then the rest all the coins in there come out, and he gets the other two that were in there. Or whatever. <laughs> so. The sheriff made a vine about his water bottle flip shortly after. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, so he takes off, and then uh, the beggar reveals himself as Robin Hood. Yep, and gives, um, oh, what is the, Skippy? Yes. Skippy? Yeah, Skippy. Yeah. Uh, a bow and a single arrow. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and, hey, okay, that seems dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> he's he's arming the resistance, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, and, 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 and yeah. Yeah. And it had, and then he gives uh, uh, Mother Rabbit a big sack of uh, cartoon gold. Yeah, just Scrooge McDuck. It's missing the dollar sign. Yes. <laughs> like, like in a uh, in in like another universe, like the Beagle Boys come in trying to <laughs> yes. trying to ransack this house. <laughs> just With a that. big big. I, one day, I, if I ever like make it rich, I'm gonna get a bunch of doubloons and just put it in a big canvas sack. When <laughs> when when some sort of lottery and just that's your, you're just gonna keep it in your house. Just a sack of just like half of your money is being stored. I'm not keeping it in the bank. I'm keeping it in a burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. It's yeah. all coin. It's all I don't coin trust coin. banks. <laughs> I don't trust banks. What I do track the trust is this burlap sack. And, you know, a deadbolt on my front door. <laughs> um, I have ring. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. So you can no, see I... the person breaking into your house and taking your money. There they go with my big sack of 
dollar seven. I don't have Ring actually, but <laughs> but that would be my that would be my foolproof security system. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Skippy went to go try out his bow and arrow because you know why not? Yeah, I mean it's a bow and arrow. You get one. You get the one arrow, and you've yeah. never done it before. So obviously, first... just, obviously the first thing you do is go out near the castle and fire it near it. Yeah, great idea. It's like it's like just you're just standing at the castle firing an arrow at the castle essentially like it's the only way that that could have worked the way you were yeah. planning to do like even if you aimed the aimed it at a target or something but first of all first time doing this second of all you're standing next to the castle yeah he shoots it to the sun and the water temple appears uh, <laughs> again no. just gonna, just another one of those we're gonna keep Referencing Zelda, for, for how there's there's going to be a history of Zelda, <laughs> wrestling and Zelda are the two things that will always sneak something in there. Wrestling with Zelda. Uh, we're also introduced to Skippy's sister or older sister, like two sisters, right? Yeah, like, well, his little little sister, and then his older sister, older sister, and then his buddy, his friend, the turtle, Toby, Toby, <laughs> Toby. Who's yeah. useless. Toby's useless. Toby is Toby's just there to be the doesn't seem like a good idea. Kind of. Oh no, Skippy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, they so he fires his arrow. <coughs> obviously goes horribly wrong. And it goes into the castle and they have to sneak in. Yep. This is where we meet uh Maid Marion. And Liddy Cluck. Lady Cluck, spelt with a K. Yes. <laughs> which, is, which I which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes when they give them these animal names, they just make it a little too on the nose. Like it just I, my name just happens to be Cluck. It's with a K. Yes. It's not Cluck. Like <laughs> it's just a, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> yes. They're playing badminton or I don't know what they're something involving shuttlecocks. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the that's the only that's the only shuttlecock yeah. based game that I know. So. If it's not, it's shuttlecock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing so, their whole uh, skippy. Like, you know, they, they start playing around with the kids, essentially. You know? Yes. Maid Mary pretends to be in distress. Yeah. Uh, Lady Cluck pretends to be the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. I like it. And she, she's just screwing with Skippy. Just absolutely. Yeah. Like it. It's fun. Like it's like doing the whole like the hero gets a kiss. <laughs> he saved me. And he's mortified. <laughs> he's mortified by it and won't kiss him. And then she kisses him. And of course, of course, his sisters see it. <laughs> yeah. Haha, ha, you like an older, attractive woman. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that that was that was fun, but uh, yeah, yeah. This is where we. This is now also where we learn the Mayberry and Robin relationship in the Vegas. The senses, like yeah, they were an item. They were a thing. They were uh, Bert and Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, but that is the extent for the most part. <laughs> like, like they don't, they don't, they don't go too deep into what happened. It's just, just, you know, obvious what happened kind of situation, you know, like once uh, 
once the king goes away, things go south fast kind of situation. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. he, you know, she's a lady in waiting, and he's a yeah, a scruffy looking dirt for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you know, and Prince John is just Prince John, and he's a tyrant, and so you know, she just has to live her life without Robin at the castle while uh, while the king is away. On the Crusades, by the way, which is yeah. <laughs> we don't really talk about that too much. Gee, gee I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least this. At least there's no like. This is this is a, this is a rare instance where the racism is virtually non-existent in this. <laughs> It's virtually non-existent, except in one case of of uh, animation reuse. Yes. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, it's yeah. thank God finally we yeah. don't have to we don't have to sit here and, and just explain that. Listen, it's a different time. It's a different time, even though it's now the seventies. That way, yeah. <laughs> it's like listen, seventies still sucked for yeah. people of color. And yeah. <laughs> It was still pretty bad. Still pretty bad. Still pretty bad. It doesn't. Things tend to, and in terms of film, things tend to get much better <laughs> for a while. Yeah, it's like, it's like don't worry. <laughs> Those problems are still put on display pretty soon. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So yeah, we learn about their whole thing, and this is where we learn about the uh, the famous Robin Hood archery swindle. <laughs> like, you know, yes. There. It, it's such a bold move to on everyone because like I know it's a setup. They know that I'm gonna know it's a setup. <laughs> still gonna go. Still gonna go and they're still gonna go through with it, even though I've proven to be smarter than them every step of the way. <laughs> but uh, I think it wasn't his as soon as he heard like the winner gets a kiss from Maid Marion, yeah. then he's like sold. Yeah, that's yeah, it's like yeah. Didn't take much else. Like, Sold yeah. American. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to win to get a kiss from her. Like you know, you. I'm sure you are Robin Hood. You can find a way to sneak into the castle. I'm certain. Yeah. <laughs> but or no. Keep, or just wait it out, dude. Because you know, eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess at the same time, you don't know. You're not going to hear anything from the king. So. <laughs> no, who's uh, off being terrible. Yeah, off to, yeah, the, the the hero of the movies, the king fighting in the crusades. Yes. <laughs> Just yep. Yeah. Uh so the whole tournament Well, first of all, it's a, it's a it's a ruse to get Robin Hood to come out in the open, but also yeah. it's terribly rigged in the sheriff's favor. Yeah, just like, you know, it, it's you know, that's the that's the Robin Hood way. Like they kind of yeah. they kind of nailed this whole part except where, you know, his costume has to be an animal-based costume, as opposed to just trying to be another human being. So he he's a stork. Up. He's a stork. He does yeah. a really good job, <laughs> like surprisingly good job. Like once the beak is on there, like yeah, yeah. He hides the tail, yeah. yeah. Pleasure yeah. to me, being <laughs> face to face with you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so. Uh, and uh, Little John is the Duke of Chutney. <laughs> Sir, Sir Reginald, Duke of Chutney. 
Uh, it's so good. He just he just gets to go right up to the king, and nobody questions it. No, in a shirt two sizes too small, and he is dressed. He's dressed as Baloo from Tailspin. Yep. <laughs> just with I a just, fancy mustache. He has he has that great line here where he's going to kiss uh, Prince John's hand. He goes, "Let me play some protocol on you." <laughs> yeah, that was that was real good. <laughs> that was a real good line. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so yeah, they're just doing their whole thing. He sits on his, which is great. Uh, yeah, and they send oh. him off to look for Robin Hood. Hiss off because it, nobody nobody respects his. This yeah. I don't understand Hiss's like role. Is his is his grim a worm tongue? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Except the prince doesn't listen to him, and he probably should listen to his. Yeah. It's just the weirdest relationship because later on in the movie, when they sneak in when he's sleeping, he's like got his own little bed at the foot of the bed of the uh, of, of the prince, and I'm like, what? It's a cradle. Yeah, it's a little baby cradle, like snake cradle. Yeah. Sir his, and I'm like, what? I don't understand his relationship to the prince in any way, shape, or form. Oh like, man, I remember when I saw Snake Cradle on on the Warp Tour back in two thousand. <laughs> Snake Cradle. Snake Cradle. Snake Cradle also sounds like that. It's like some sort of like bad euphemism for a speedo or something. Like, yeah, Snake Cradle. <laughs> Snake Cradle and banana hammock. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I don't understand like what his <laughs> role is. And, 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 like, is are, are they're not friends? He doesn't seem to have any official job other than just being there. He's never really doing anything, and he sleeps in the same room as him. Like, <laughs> and he's chief lackey. But at the same time, he's constantly telling Prince John, "Hey, this is where you messed up." Yeah, he's constantly and and giving him solid advice like these 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 two ladies are are trying to shoot they literally just stole the ring off your finger how do you not see this <laughs> how do you uh, not feel that the ring is missing like you know like it's, this is uh terry jones <laughs> what's the hiss right uh, yes okay terry jones which uh i know from uh mad mad world but who also has a role in uh diabolic jj Oh yeah, it's 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 Terry Thomas. Not Terry, Terry Thomas. Thomas, yes, but yes, he's in, he's in Diabolic. Diabolic, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> which we only care about because of Mission Science Theater. Yes, a, a, a personal like high end. <laughs> His cherry tomato uh, detector is working. I'm gonna have to watch an episode after this one, aren't I? <laughs> it is swimming through the swimming through the sunsuit. That's it. But yeah, but like, um, but like, he's, like his is sent out to go find um, Robin, find yeah. him relatively easily. <laughs> he's like, like, hey, the store looks suspicious. Yeah, immediately finds out, then he gets thrown into a barrel of ale. Ale, yeah. Even though it's clear water, <laughs> yeah. get stuck into a barrel of Romulan ale. Yeah, it's the exact same booze that Dumbo ended up accidentally drinking. Yes, 
where it's like, it's booze, but it doesn't look like booze, but it's booze. He just says ale on it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So uh, Robin Hood wins a tournament. He does. By defying physics. Yeah, by yeah, by mastering Mary Poppins' craft of um, manipulating reality around her. Uh, he does the by same. Sh- shooting an arrow with another arrow. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's not good enough to just shoot another arrow. That's he has to split the sheriff's game. arrow. Yeah, yeah, he has to go about it in the most uh, arrogant outing way possible. Yeah. It makes me wish of this episode of Mythbusters. Like, can Jamie and the gang to see, see if you can hit an arrow with another arrow and split a third arrow? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but so yeah, he gets, he's getting ready to get his kiss and the golden arrow, the arrow of light. <laughs> yes, golden arrow. Oh, no, it's a light arrow. Yeah. Only yeah. way you can kill Ganon. Only way. It's, yeah. Yeah, you got to make sure that your magic is completely leveled up, though. Uh, Link. <laughs> Link! Shoot the circles! She'll hold back the darkness as long as she can. But so, uh, yeah, but it's at this point, it's already figured out what's going on with yeah. this whole stork situation. And they try to Pretty- get Robin. Yep, Prince John. Uh, well, uh, I mean, caught him off. Yeah, t- I mean, and technically, uh, they caught they caught him. Like, yeah. John catches Robin, but you know, the Duke of Chutney is back behind the curtain with a uh, dagger to the back. <laughs> Release my buddy. Yeah. Release little britches. <laughs> yeah. Hi, little britches. He does say britches at yeah. least two times in this movie, and it's a, it was in Phil Harris's contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not. He won't do it unless he gets to say the word "britches" at least twice per movie. Christopher Walken has to dance in movies, and Phil Harris had to say "britches." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, all out chaos ensues. So <laughs> you get you get a weird football game kind of thing. I yeah, what is that? I don't know. Or <laughs> Lady Cluck is just like stiff arming the rhinos. <laughs> But, like NFL blitz style. Yeah. So after <laughs> after this whole catching of Robin Hood and him getting away and all that stuff is where you come to the most egregious scene in the movie. Uh, <laughs> where we I always don't... you don't know what I'm talking about. You have an idea? This is... Oh, I, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> this is when they're all, all having fun. You get the little, you get the, you get, you get the fun little song. It's a good song. I'm not going to take anything away from the song. The phony king of England stuff. A pox, a pox upon the phony king of England. Yeah. Um, a pox upon the phony animation. <laughs> so, all right, JJ, break this scene down. I, look, this scene, they straight up use three different cartoons in this scene. Aristocats. Aristocats, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, and it's and it's you know it's basically only the, the dancing stuff, but it's just like we're just we need we we've run out of time. We're gonna save time. We could just paint over these and it's <laughs> pretty blatant. Like, it's like I it's one of those things where like at the time, sure, there's no way of knowing. 
because Jungle Book was four years ago at this point. You know, it's just 73 and Jungle Book was 60. Like, it's been a while since I've seen Jungle Book. The Aristocat stuff is more subtle, and I think we wouldn't have recognized it as easily if we didn't just watch it. Yeah. You know? Well, no, uh, I mean, it went, the, the cat playing the pan flute and the, the other one, the bunny, who looks like yeah. the Siamese cat playing the drums. Yeah. Yeah, but again, like, but also we just watched it, so yeah. like, you know, it's it, if, if you're just in theaters and you don't own it and there's no quick Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, there'd be no way you remember this. No, nope. but and like, it's not like it's cheaper or anything because it's gonna take just as much effort to paint over these as it would be to like, you know, make a new cell, but it's not going to dancing's hard to animate like if you right. really want to just start it from scratch so like i get it but it's just so brazenly you don't want to say lazy but it's lazy it's <laughs> no i don't no, it i mean i don't know yeah. i mean like you have to look at like what was happening at the time in the studio, I mean, this is only the second movie since Walt Disney, like animated films since Walt Disney's been gone. The studio right. is sort of in you know, controlled chaos for the most part. Um, but, um, but they just, it's just that they spent so much time making this movie that they was like, okay, we're just going to have to take some footage of this. And, and like this scene is mostly, it's mostly all just reused footage and, it hurts it once you learn, once you know that fact. It hurts well, I mean, it, it stands. It, it does stand <laughs> out because, like, you know, Maid Marian's dancing is Snow White, right? Yeah. And it's it's noticeable in the sense that her movement doesn't look like the, like the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it looks like it looks like animation from decades ago. Yeah, it, it just happens to be made look like Fox or whatever. You know, some of the other stuff they can get away with because these are things that probably a lot of the same animators worked on it. You know, right. in terms of Aristocats for sure, and right. Jungle Book probably more than likely at this point. But um, and you know, it's a good song, so you know, yeah. <laughs> for it, so. And then you get the uh, love song, which you told me is in the Fantastic Mr. Fox. It is it's featured in Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I mean, like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Foxes. Foxes animated, you know, sure. Yeah, but uh, it, it's also kind of a boring scene. After this, the, the love scene, it's like, eh, yeah, eh, eh, and but, uh, it's there. But uh, boy, um, Prince John uh, is uh, not having a good time right now. He's he's having he's, he's having a bad time. He's having a bad time. You you get well, him in his chambers surrounded by money because yeah. he's making sure that the townsfolk are miserable because the phony king of England song has become a hit and he's caught even his henchmen singing the song. Singing it, yes. So he is just so furious that he just steals everyone's money. Like it's like more taxation, which means just everyone's money all you, is money. You get this really funny scene of like of his like doing accounting, but he has, he has a pair of like uh, of cheaters on and pulls them <laughs> off with his tail. Yeah, there was one bit of animation 
uh, at the beginning of the movie where his goes into his basket and he yeah. flips his like body up to look like elbows. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. It was a really creative piece of animation. It's like, huh? I don't. It doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a, there's some fun stuff with his. Like we kind of we didn't talk about it, but like yeah. the part where he sticks his head in a balloon and helicopters around the fairgrounds. <laughs> like like a like a like yeah. He's looking like um uh. Oh, it's the uh, the Great Kazoo or something. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of out in a space helmet, essentially. Snake copter. Yeah, yeah. It's the goofiest looking thing. Like somebody came up with that, and it's. Yeah. I'm glad. It's so silly. It is. It, it, yeah, Hiss brings a lot of levity to this movie. Yeah, because if Hiss wasn't there, it would really just be this tyrannical monster taking money from everyone with yeah. his oafish. It would be, you know, men and they're not men, uh, Prince of Thieves or something like yeah. this is dreary. Somebody's going to get their hand cut off any minute here. <laughs> but, uh, so, but, yeah. uh, but they had it. So, yeah, everything, everything's gotten bad because of this song becoming popular. <laughs> he, uh, the sheriff goes to collect taxes from uh, Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck at the church. Voiced uh, by Andy, Andy Devine. Yeah, it's very depressing that there's no like the merry men are non-existent. In these no, movies. they were supposed to be like. Apparently, Ken Anderson was absolutely devastated by just sort of how this movie ended up coming out. Like so much has changed, and they, they there, there was no merry men, and just deviated. Like they wanted at the end of the day, they decided they just wanted a buddy movie, and that's what they got. So. It works that way. Yeah. Um, so we see the, the church that Friar Tuck works and uh, I guess preaches at, and the most depressing graveyard. Yeah, boy. Like It looks like the Return of the Living Dead graveyard. It does. It really, really does. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's cartoony, which is a bad way to put it for an yeah. animated film, but um, but, you know, with his little mice friends. Yeah. Uh, but um, they give him uh, a single coin. They've been saving it for a rainy day. Uh, right. Fire Tuck, instead of saying no, just accepts the coin, no problem. <laughs> well, it's raining now! Yeah. yeah, but, like, like doesn't even, there's no even a slight hesitation about the poor mouse family that can't even survive. Like, all right, I'll put that in the poor box. <laughs> Because everybody's poor. Yeah. So, and now here comes the sheriff. Yeah. Coming on in, taking the single coin from the, uh, from the poor box. I, I often, uh, I will sometimes yell this line randomly and just go, "That's the poor box." And Friar Tuck just goes off. Yes. (laughs) With his bow staff. His bone staff is just Donatelloing yeah. <laughs> the, the sheriff. Well, first, he bumps him out of the church with his yeah. stomach, like a battle of the guts. In this yeah. Like, and yeah, then, he, yeah. He straight Yokozuna's the sheriff here. Yeah. And then he just get to like, they get to a sword versus bow fight in the middle of, just outside the church. Yeah. And, and obviously, this doesn't go well for Friar Tuck because A, sword versus wooden stick and B, the the vultures are just hanging out 
do ready to mess up his afternoon. <laughs> so they throw, uh, they pull his hood over his head. Yep. Uh, the sheriff puts a shackle on his neck. Yep. And Friar Tug is captured. Friar Tug gets captured, and that's where. Um, and then after that, this is where Hiss informs him that Friar Tuck uh, informs the prince that uh, Friar Tuck has been captured. Right. And at first it doesn't sink into him that he's been captured. He's just moping about. Because, he's like, I, Robert, who would I want? Yeah. He's, he's going to want Robert. But then he realized, oh, wait, this, is, this, this works. I can use Friar Tuck to bring Robin Hood in. So enter, enter the uh, Fury Road gif, that's bait. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So he is Prince John is ready to just hang Friar Tuck. <laughs> hang, guess is like incredulous. Hang yeah. Friar Tuck. Yeah, a man of the church. Yeah, his knows like, oh, this ain't gonna go over at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, do you think that the church is just going to allow this? Like. <laughs> Right. Best case scenario, you're going to get people from outside come. Uh, but to be fair, the Crusades are going on as we speak. Yeah. So. And <laughs> a- after this, at this point, also everybody's locked up now. Yes, everyone's everyone's in jail for not paying their taxes. <laughs> and we get the uh, the very sad "Not a Nottingham" song. Yeah, yeah, bummer. Yeah, but um, I like the way he learns. The secret. Uh, Robin learns the secret plot where he revisits his blind peddler role, right? <laughs> and, and sweet talks the, the sheriff a little bit. Uh, the other buzzer just giving up info like crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, the other one, the I'm gonna call him Goober because that's what it is. <laughs> like, I sheriff, I don't know something about that snoopy old beggar. <laughs> oh, okay, it Nazi. Yeah, it's uh, Trigger and Nutsy. Trigger and Nutsy. Yeah, Goober is a better... Uh, He's uh, Goober. He's Goober. But, uh, what is it with vultures in Disney movies? I, I, We've gotten two... We go get <coughs> vultures in the last two out of three movies. Yeah. I, again, this is, a, this is a cartoon that... They probably thought, well, if we need to reuse some animation of vultures, we know we got some in the coffers. So. <laughs> we can't make the Beatles, but... <laughs> Let's make it goober. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the, you know, obviously, it all the rescue of uh, the, never even get close to uh, putting uh, Friar Tuck in the gallows. Nope, like, it's funny. Like in any other movie, it would have been like him with a bag over his head and hands behind his neck, like getting ready to noose him up. But this one would never get that close because I think Disney knows like mm, that's a step too far. We can, we can tease it. He's building the gallows, but never the two characters are never going to be <laughs> interacting directly with the gallows in their intended yeah. purpose. <laughs> Shh! Just a man and a horse being hung outside. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they end up getting in there and um, saving Friar Tuck and releasing then- everybody. Releasing everybody and then just taking all of it, just stealing every ounce that they can. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some, there's some pretty amazing uh, marksmanship. Yeah, 
Like, like we're gonna create this pulley system. Yeah. Yeah, just like we're gonna rig up this like conveyor belt made out of like rope and pulleys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, but of course, Sir Hiss ruins all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Do the little thing in uh, the prince's ear, and they catch Robin Hood. Yeah, that was a good scene. Like the the, the chaos that was going on after that. Right. It's like trying to get out and freeing everyone and then going back to save the kid and the fire of the castle. Fire of the castle and all that stuff. Like it's a very like him scaling up the castle to try to get out and everything. It's like it's a very good, exciting scene. Like you know that Robin Hood, like especially in this I guess, you know, if theoretically, I guess it is a Disney movie, it wouldn't be too far out of the ordinary if Robin Hood did die. <laughs> but he does. But, they think he's dead. Yes. But then they see a little reed pop up out of the water because he jumped off the castle into the moat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he survived. <laughs> and I like that they just give one more phony King of England to uh, <laughs> Prince John. <laughs> On their way out. out the, yeah, like, hey, we've taken all your money. Your castle's on fire. Yeah. Check it out. One last dig at Prince John. Prince John. And then off. And then we don't even really get the um, satisfaction. It's a bummer that we don't get the satisfaction of seeing the king return. Right. Like, like I mean, like because, like, it cuts. There's a reason for that. We can get to it in a second. But, uh, yeah, you just cut to... Um, uh, Roger Miller uh, <laughs> yeah. reappearing uh, to tell us about uh, pills. Uh, yeah, yeah, pills. Yeah, and uh, making sure that uh, we understand that. Well, he got away. Isn't that great? Anyways, the king came back. Uh, Richard the Lionheart. Yeah, King Which Richard. King Richard went, returned. Yeah, they went super literal here. Yeah, with Richard the Lionheart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you get to see, see the poster of him, like, pardoned. Like, you could just take the poster down. You don't have to. <laughs> Leave it up. Yeah. Um, and then you get to see the wedding, and you get to see the king, and all of that fun stuff. And then you get to see um, Prince John with his gang of goobers working in the rock mines or rock fields or whatever. <laughs> Busted around. Well, actually, there's only one goober, JJ. Oh. Not a gang yeah. of goobers. It's only one goober. <laughs> one goober. <laughs> one goober. The vulture named Goober that may or may not exist. <laughs> the of the other vulture, Goober Pile, USMC. Yeah. Uh, an outlaw for an in-law is where this oh. the line. The line. <laughs> also, did you? I don't know if you noticed, but King same Ray voice Ray. actor as Prince. John. Yes. Yeah. Same same voice actor as Prince. Yeah. It's <laughs> like that's good. That's <laughs> they're related. I mean, why not? <laughs> So, yeah, Robin Hood, man. Wow. It's, yeah, at, uh, well, well, first of all, like, okay, well, before we wrap up, like, okay, so Richard says, I have an outlaw for in-law. So how is he related to Mayor Marion? He's a lion. Yeah. And she's a fox. Guess we never, look. yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> I don't know why that's like a sitcom. <laughs> He's a lion and she's a fox. Look, yeah, this fall on ABC. It's a Disney universe. It's 
there's no need. There's no excuse for any of it. You just it just is. You have to accept it. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. The mom was a fox. I mean, but she may be adopted. He may have married a fox, and she was already. <laughs> or maybe or, that's just maybe genes just work differently here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Or he's or she's like a sister to him. Who knows? Yeah. yeah whatever. Whatever. It's yeah. But um. So you know um. When it comes to, whatever, I, I I teased earlier. So when it comes to like where this movie started its life as, mm-hmm. it actually started its life as um, Reynard the Fox. Okay. Which is old like medieval fables, like oh, okay. of, of Reynard the Fox. Like if it's like and and it's the character's the same. It's it's a, it's a trickster red fox character. And stuff like that. So like Red really, like Red Fox the animal, not the uh not the actor from not the, not Sanford the actor. and Son. Yeah, no. No, not not Sanford and Son, but actual Red Fox. And the character is basically the same like idea of what the character of Reynard would have been. Um But like it, it's just one of those things that just kind of kept staying around. Right. Like it was going to be like um uh, Treasure Island was going to have a Radar the Fox segment, or uh, it was going to be partnered with the Chanticleer story that we talked about. That ended up they they ended up doing Sword in the Stone instead. But we uh, still got a singing rooster. Yeah, we st- yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they basically, you know, combined them in a way, like, <laughs> like these little bits and bobs of things existing in the Disney archives, like ideas and pitches and stuff but yeah but eventually uh ken anderson got a got a hold of it um at when they were when they were working on the aristocats and so yeah that's where the idea came up like well what if we do robin hood but set in the south <laughs> and again they're like uh no <laughs> so Smokey the bandit yeah so we're gonna we're gonna put this in uh, England. This is where it belongs. Is England. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's one of those things where um, it, it it was supposed to be. They wanted it to feel like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. In I can, a way. See, I can kind of see that. And it's sort of like, but by by cutting out the Merry Men altogether and just having Robin and Prince uh, no, Little John. Yeah, it's confusing having two John yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> Little John just goes okay the whole movie. Yeah, and, and you know, so like the Merry Men just sort of got screwed around with a little bit because like you still get uh, Friar Tuck is still in there, but he's not like he's just a friend of Robin Hood. He's not like part of his gang or anything. You kind of see the Merry Men in like the the funny King of England song. Yeah, and and unlike Alan Adale is the narrator as right. again being so, you know, it, it, it is, it is what it is. Like, but yeah, like I said earlier, Ken Anderson, um, I think, I, what was it? It was, there was some funny story where Ken Anderson apparently like saw what they ended up doing with it. And he like mm-hmm. cried. Oh God. <laughs> like, it, it's just, like he had like the very specific ideas for this movie and like they just did it. 
like it, it just ended up turning into like just stereotypical characters of Disney characters and stuff and it just you know it gets upsetting when things like that happen like Robin Hood could be something completely different than what this movie turned it into right um, but I think for Disney this is the exact movie uh, it needed to be um, this Disney isn't in the business of making Robin Hood you know what I mean like right real Robin Hood they're in the business of making what this Robin Hood is this feels like this could have been a pilot to a cartoon series in the 80s it could, Disney afternoon Robin Hood yeah yeah um, uh, there is an alternate ending to this that was on the DVD on the most wanted edition yeah yeah that like but it's like it's all just storyboards and stuff so it's right like, yeah original animation or anything but like it's mostly the same except like uh, there's more fighting and then more King Richard appearing and stuff but um, you know it, it doesn't change the sort of outcome in any way shape or form you just get a little more King Richard it's Sean Connery as King Richard that'd be so good <laughs> like Prince of Thieves yeah but um, so you know, uh, legacy wise, this movie was a major success. Um, didn't cost much, but it made a ton of money. Um, did you know? You know the the world famous, we all know it, the Walt Disney Classics home video label. Yes, the little diamond with the classics, big white I do. boxes. This I was do. the first one. That's awesome. This so uh, Robin Hood is the first. Disney Classics, um, like branded VHS release, so which like, makes sense for that half a meal set that came out. Yeah, so which I talk about every week. I'm sorry. Yeah, this this came out because uh, 1984 is when that when launched with this movie, um, and it launched simultaneously on VHS and Betamax and Laserdisc, which <laughs> of course it did. Yeah, good old Betamax. Yeah, and of course you get after classics you get um the masterpiece series right so you know and i think they reflected like uh the gold classics or something they did they did a gold classics of this and then yeah um it's 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 had a blu-ray release oh yeah it's had um had a couple because yeah if they they, they sort with, of, with digital and without digital yeah 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 they, they started doing that a lot but um this is a movie that was like it, it, it's had this weird history of like it was well received out the gate um but then it sort of starts like slipping <laughs> like out a little bit mm-hmm. but more contemporary stuff is like you know this is this this is this is not a great disney movie but it's it, it's it's one of the weaker adaptions in a, you know, despite liking it and everything, like you have to admit that it really is like in terms of the overall scheme of Disney <laughs> releases, it's it, it, the sort of where it falls for people where it's sort of the forgettable one. Like I get that. Yeah. Um, there, there's, pro- I love this movie, but I acknowledge every issue with it. Yeah. There's a lot to, there's a lot of umbrage to take with it. Like I think, the music's fantastic. I think the cast works really well. The movie's 80 minutes, and it's, but it's kind of, you know, 
just kind of goes. It, it, it yeah. Really, there's not much. There's not much drama to this movie until like the third act. This movie doesn't have a lot of exposition. No, and like even like from the time where like the movie gets really serious with the church scene with right. Friar Tuck, and like but from like from the Friar Tuck scene to the end of this movie is only like ten minutes. I mean, yeah. there's there's not like everything else is just sort of silly, like 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 I said, Saturday morning cartoon style adventures that they're on. Um, but then it gets serious for ten minutes, or not even ten minutes, like eight minutes, and then like he gets away, and then you get the end, and then you're done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't really spend a whole lot of time, and there's not a whole lot of drama playing out in it. So, yeah. there's no sense of there's no sense of dread at any point in this movie. Yeah. I think honestly, I think maybe like the jail, like everybody locked in the tower, is probably the darkest part of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. The, you have the sheriff outside building gallows during this time. So, but you also know the sheriff's a bumbling idiot. So he's not, he's not sinister enough to like make you feel like, Oh, he's a legit threat. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody is like even the villains in this. You never feel like they're, 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 they're competent enough to pull off scheme. No. (laughs) Like, like, like at any given time they will be thwarted and they are. And yeah, never. They, none of them feel like Hiss is the only one that's ever really can be even mildly a threat. Right. But nobody, but nobody respects him, so it doesn't matter. So. And Hiss himself is a bumbling boob. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, big box office hit. Uh, it made like nine million in its original run, and it made it cost like I think four, maybe three, five. Oh boy. But um. Yeah, I mean, it made nine. It made, you know, 1970s, it's perfectly acceptable. And then throughout all of its rentals and everything, it's ended up making $35 million at the box office. Um, it never had a uh, re-release. No, it it, yeah, it was it is it was one of those uh, wonderful World of Disney airings, so. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't have a traditional... This is one of the movies that will never get on the you know, signature collection or diamond edition or any of that stuff. It's just one of those like Disney movies where great or not, whatever your opinion of it is, is isn't really seen as a Disney classic. Right. And it's, and it's in the in the sense of what we're talking about when we talk about that kind of stuff. And it's had, I would, you would have to say probably the least impact of sort of the big single story movies like because of of this era or in general like well of this era and like in general it's definitely like one of the least impactful because like again didn't have a theatrical re-release um no theme park anything like barely even get like plush characters at their t-shirts or anything at the theme the park. merch is the merch for this this movie is scarce it's very scarce um you know, it doesn't appear, it doesn't pop up in video game stuff. It doesn't pop up anywhere. It just sort of exists. Like, obviously, some of the later stuff, you know, but like, has, I would say, less impact in a different sense than this movie. Like, this movie should have a different kind of impact than it has, but like, there should be, you know, Robin Hood stuff. I should be able to go into Disneyland and get a Robin Hood plushie or a t-shirt or something, but like 
you know, even the Blu-ray is just relatively simple, straightforward release. So, I, I mean, I, and I've looked for merch for the for the movie before, and yeah. it's it's like it's you're not going to find Amazon usually. It's yeah. usually like you got to go on, you got to go on eBay, and yeah. you got and you got to really got to look for it. Yeah, you got to get like stuff like when the VHS came out is when there was merch for Robin right. Hood because that was the relaunch of you know the the VHS line um but yeah it's the weirdest it's just the weirdest thing because I, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination um Disney obviously has put out worse movies we've talked about them on this episode yes. series already um but like in terms of what we've talked about um it's like of the single story uh movies it's it's weak uh, you basically know? you're talking about like based on adaptions of other adaptions just single story just it's following one overall plot and it's just, it's not like these multi-bit pieces you know like two or three or four different shorts in one or something just like it's a focused disney adaption like adapting a thing to <laughs> a movie right so it's and it's depressing because like it really the music in this is very memorable yeah. and you know we're talking about impact for better or for worse like the, the music had hasn't had an impact yeah, like, you know, the whistle stop made its way into pop culture decades later. Um, maybe not for the best reasons. <laughs> no, not for the best reasons. But, but like, it did, and like I said, the song made its way into Fantastic Mr. Fox. Or uh, you know, so I, I feel it, like it and and Oodle made its way into an Android commercial. Oodle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did I say Odele like Odele like the Beck <laughs> yeah. album? Yes, yeah. Odele. <laughs> or, or or like Conan. Yeah. Let me let me speak on this. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, like I, I feel like the the people who are big fans of this movie, especially <laughs> now, <laughs> just me. <laughs> we know just we've me. got a couple. We know we've got a couple of friends that are big fans. Yeah, we got a couple of friends, but I, you know, uh, I think those of us who grew up watching it on World, of, who remember watching it on Wonderful World yeah. of Disney, it had an impact on us. Yeah, and I mean, it was a VHS tape. It was the first. It was, it was the first VHS tape. Yeah, I mean, it was you know when we were children, this was brand new for us. Right. So you know, it, it it's it, it it probably resonates differently with a very specific age range right well my, my dad loved this movie but he <laughs> but he loves country music so that's basically you know, he <laughs> so, liked yeah yeah so you know i i i always joke it's like yeah I, I, I you're gonna have to defend the movie with me but like you don't really have to defend it because i do enjoy it and it's by far not one of my favorites but you know i recognize it as being exponentially better than obviously 95% of the stuff in <laughs> in, yeah. in the 40s. I think like Dumbo is the only thing that's remotely decent that came out of the 40s. Did um, uh did watching it again and doing research make you like it more or less? 
Eh, it's lateral. I, I didn't change my opinion of it in any way, shape, or form. Going into this, I already knew. I already knew the things I didn't like about it, the things I did like about it, and the music. I remember liking the music. And I remember uh, in recent years, thanks to the av availability of books and owning them and being able to see them and knowing about the you know lifted animation and stuff, which seeing it makes me upset and, and it's it's it shouldn't but you just see it and you're just like you're so much better than this as a you expect more from disney you expect more from disney and with walt not being around it's like it feels like they're taking advantage of the situation yeah right now and it, so, it, so it makes me upset when i see and it's just the one scene like there might be bits and pieces of reused animation and it's not like disney had done that already like a few of the movies we've talked about they've already reused some animation but like it's just it's almost like a whole scene is plopped in there using almost all recycled animation and it's it's, it's you know it makes me a little upset like it, it, you're taking advantage of your name and Walt not being there to say no no animate the bear dancing new yeah. it's like just just do it <laughs> or, or 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 cut the scene to in a way where there's no dancing who knows yeah yeah, change it, change it, whatever you need to do. But like, this is unacceptable. But you know, it's not how it works. So it's not how it came to be. Uh, so it is what it is. Are you ready to uh, rank it? Yes, I am. All right, Nick. Where are we at? So number one, as of last week, not last week, week before, Jungle Book. Jungle Book, yeah. It's better or worse than Jungle Book. So I, I said this weeks ago that we'd have a, a, a sort of contention here. <laughs> uh, Robin Hood is my absolute favorite Disney film. There you go, Robin. Yeah. Hood. I I don't, I'm not going to say that there's not a chance it'll get bumped off because there's always a chance. I might watch something again and grow a new appreciation for it, but it'd be tough. Nick says Robin Hood is a better movie than Fantasia and Cinderella. Yeah, hey. Again, it's. It, it, I'm not saying it's a better movie. I'm saying it's my favorite movie. No, you're, no, you're saying it's a better movie by saying it's your favorite movie. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's a better movie. Uh, this is my personal preference, everybody. <laughs> so you go over to my list, Jungle Book. I like Jungle Book more. Obviously. I like, I like Fantasia more. Obviously. I like Cinderella more. Obviously. I like Snow White more. I like Peter Pan more. I do like it more than 101 Dalmatians. Really? So. That is higher on your list than I thought it would be. Um, I just, I, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's fun. And I think that goes a long way with me. It's just, it's pure fun. Um, again, it makes me upset seeing some of the reused animation, but. It doesn't ruin the overall movie for me. Do you and think this movie would be more of a would it, would it be viewed more kindly if it weren't for like the blatant reuse of animation? I don't think so because even before that was common knowledge, it was already sort of a middle of the road Disney film, right? Um, like you know, Gene Siskel gave it one and a half stars out of four. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's not their best showing. It's probably one of the, 
it's probably one of their like least interesting plots like the way it came together but it's fun and that goes yeah. a long way it goes a long way and like 101 dalmatians isn't necessarily fun i think it's a better story right but it's not a particularly fun movie um, the the music in this movie adds a lot to it adds a lot to it and it, it can go a long way and the care and like i really enjoyed the character of robin in this right. and i really enjoy the dynamic of the villains where they're just these just oafish characters that you never feel threatened by in any way shape or form it feels very saturday morning cartoony it's they're all they're all just variations of elmer fudd yeah and that 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 works with me in this like you know i'm not gonna really go out of my way to see this one all the time but like I probably will add this to my rotation a little more, more than it has been because it's been it's probably been 10 years since I've seen this when the DVD came out. Yeah. Uh, but um but yeah, well, me- I I I, pre- I appreciate this movie on a different level um now more than more than in the past, but um but still, I it's 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 not going to hang out at the spot that it's at. For sure. No, no. I, and I get that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so lower ranking, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Okay. We'll, we'll go, go ahead and say words on your list. So like go ahead and whatever it is. One, two, three, four, five, six, six on your list. Yeah. Okay. That's respectable. Yeah. Um, sure. Okay. Where does it rank as far as Robin Hood movies for you? I, I think by default it's I can't I don't know one or two I mean I love the Errol Flynn Robin Hood right um, and then there's this one like yeah. I, I, I do not like Prince of Thieves um, but you do like, like Men in Tights I like Men in Tights but that's like so vaguely Robin Hood it's like yeah. I like it in spite of the Robin Hood sort of like, you could have named that something like given it a Robin Hood parody name and it'd be the same movie. <laughs> and then we had the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. Yeah. I and like we had, we I had the new Robin Hood with Jamie Foxx in it last Jamie year. Fox, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like <clears throat> I liked that Russell Crowe Robin Hood more than most other people did, mm-hmm. but it's also not a great movie. <laughs> like I've seen, I've like, I've seen I've seen that Robin Hood twice, which is right. saying a lot. Like, hey, I saw that movie twice. That means it's not. I didn't find it miserable, but like, I will never go out of my way to see Prince of Thieves. <laughs> I okay. The so only, I love- the best thing to come out of Prince of Thieves is the Star Wars re-release, <laughs> Ewok Village. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, the best thing to come out of uh, Prince of Thieves. It gave us a Morgan Freeman action figure. Well, it did. But the best part of that movie is Alan Rickman. Yeah. I mean, Alan Rickman just, like, acts his butt off that movie. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. No, I don't, yeah. Not a big fan of Prince of Thieves. Never been a huge Robin Hood fan, for the most part. Like, I think you were... What did you say your favorite adaption of Robin Hood still is, though? Uh, Yeah. Daffy Duck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Like, Daffy Duck. Like, like yolks, yolks in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Perry, yeah. dodge thrust. 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's Robin Hood again. Um, and to be perfectly honest, if we were to do this this series like a Redux version of this in like a year or two or something, mm-hmm. I can see Robin Hood dropping down more because like you look at this like, well maybe I do like Sleeping Beauty more than this or something like that. But like Sleeping Beauty despite being a Disney classic and being one of their bigger movies. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. And, 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 it, and it has a lot of the same problems this movie did, where yeah. Sleeping Beauty, beautifully animated, just no story. This one, yeah. great music, no yeah. no real story to it. Yeah. It's, again, I, I, I think it's because, I think there is that Saturday morning cartoon feel. Sure. Aspects to it that goes that that is what's like really resonating with me right now as we're ranking them with this. No, and, and you are just... going through them week by week and watching them with the other ones fresh on your mind and had just seen them and stuff. So, I mean, and, and even I mean, yeah, like I can totally see it. Like I said, like you, you put that in my head. Like yeah, I could see it as a Disney afternoon yeah. series, like yeah. right between Tailspin and you know Chip and Dale. Yeah. But uh, so that's Robin Hood. Another 1973. Still feels like it's newer than that. But um, I didn't talk about the animation too much. But like the animation is actually the, the stuff that they didn't just steal from other movies. Uh, I I, I kind of I like the animation of this one. Um, it has the Disney look of the era with the kind of dirty lines and stuff around the. It looks it looks like the Jungle Book. Yeah, it looks exactly like the Jungle Book. Uh, in many ways, like I said earlier, it's like in universe. Like this just takes place at a different time frame of <laughs> the Jungle Book, where animals have taken over. Yeah. Uh, Mowgli yeah. goes to the man village under the fall of man. Yes. Uh, he, yeah. He, he he brought with him diseases man could not control. Uh, <laughs> and then you get, and then after, and then, you, and then you get. If you if you look at the time, if you look at the timeline, this is. If uh, if Mowgli uh, defeats Ganon, you get uh-huh. <laughs> right. Okay, go on. And so then, like, if, if but if he seals Ganon away, you get the mm. Cars universe, which gotcha. is where humans are gone, but Cars rose. <laughs> and at the end, um, Mark Wahlberg looks over, and the Lincoln Memorial is just Louis. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I appreciate the, the I, I, I really appreciate the look of Disney stuff at this time. I, I think it it looks like individual cells look gorgeous at this time mm-hmm. period. So yeah, I like it. And they're doing a lot of animals. They're really focused on animals right now. <laughs> a whole <laughs> lot of animals. Like, I'm trying to think of after Sword in the Stone, you get one, two, three, four, five six six movies in a row that are just animals as the main characters so and that includes next week's movie you can't see that you can't see my gesticulations because this is not a video podcast <laughs> but uh next week i hope uh, that's a thumbnail by the way on youtube <laughs> 1977 we're gonna dive into the march 11th 1977 classic star wars and- Yes, Star Wars. <laughs> the Many Adventures of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, no, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yay! Probably probably one of 
the Disney company's most enduring uh, properties <laughs> uh, by a long shot. Uh, like outside of Mickey Mouse, like it, Winnie the Pooh has some legs for this company. <laughs> I'm I'm actually really excited to watch it in its entirety because it's been a while for me. Yeah, because it's yeah, because it's 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 a full length feature made up of shorts. Right. Uh, but yeah, good shorts, good unlike shorts. the ones we just got unlike, done doing with ten episodes old, ago. With there's at least some connective tissue. <laughs> as in yeah, it's all the same characters. So. Poo sticks, people. Poo sticks. Yes. So, but so that's next week. This is, the, but uh, I can't wait. I love Winnie the Pooh. Spoilers. I love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but Spoilers. Robert's getting bumped down next week for me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A few things are probably going to get bumped down. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but until then, I want to thank you all again for joining us for this particularly rambly episode <laughs> of uh, Disney Compendium. And have a magical day.